Welcome to the House of Pain podcast, episode nine. My name is Beck. And I'm Jody. And today we're going to be your host. And we want to also remind you that this Thursday night we are doing our House of Pain live. Jody and I will be going live from our home here in Carthage, New York. And we've kind of been along the theme for the entire month of March called March Madness. And we've talked about things that cause madness and chaos and confusion and things that rob uh, joy and peace from our lives. We're going to be talking a little bit about that and how to deal with that this Thursday night. It begins at 8.30 Eastern Time. And if you're uh, in the Central Standard Zone, that'll be 7.30 for you. So she and I will be going live again this Thursday. And we're super pumped up and excited to be able to visit with you this Thursday night. But today we want to talk about something that I think all of us have either dealt with in our lifetime, maybe we're currently dealing with it in our lifetime, or we certainly will deal with it at some point in our lifetime, and that is the whole subject of rejection. And I was telling our youth last Wednesday night here uh, up in the north, our vehicles are always dirty and, and grungy, I guess, during the winter months because of the snow and uh, the salt on the ground and whatnot. So we finally had a break in our weather and I went and stopped by a car wash and began to try to wash my vehicle. And uh, they had one of those um, machines that, you know, accepts your dollar bills and it spits out your change. But the problem was that machine wasn't accepting the dollar bill that I was trying to turn in. Matter of fact, it wasn't just not accepting that. It wasn't accepting my change either. And I kept putting it in and putting it in. It kept spitting it out and it spitting it out and it spitting it out and it kept rejecting what I was trying to put in. And I thought that was just a, a, such an accurate um, illustration of rejection, where we're constantly trying to be accepted by people, by peers, by society, by the church, by family members, whatnot. And so many times uh, what we try to put in, often we get rejected. And so we want to read a scripture to you uh, today found in 1 Peter chapter 2. It's in verse 4. It says, You're coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple, he, referring to Jesus, was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And I couldn't help but think, Jody, that I think uh, you know Christ relates to us as human beings on so many fronts. And if there's anybody that knows what it's like to be rejected, it was Jesus. And you know, if we ask ourselves, what is rejection? Rejection means to refuse to have, to refuse to accept, to refuse to take, recognize, and discard as useless or unsatisfactory. And why do you think, Jody, when we talk about rejection, why do you think that rejection can be so painful so many times to us? <laughs> that's, that's where you kind of give me some feedback and not stare at me. <laughs> why, why is rejection so painful? I mean, I don't know that I have the dictionary. Like, Well, I'm not asking for a dictionary definition. Know, definition I'm asking for Jody's definition. Why is rejection so painful? Have you ever been rejected? Yeah, okay, everybody why is it so has. Pain, why is it so painful? I because I think as human beings, we are designed to be desired by somebody, yeah. which isn't obviously it's supposed to be God, that right. he does desire a relationship with us. But so... You know, I, I don't know. It just, it hurts. It stinks. You're giving, sometimes like you're giving your all, you're giving your best. Sometimes you're giving above and beyond of even who you really are. Yeah. And when that's rejected and said that's not good enough, I don't care who you are, that there is a sting there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is. So. Absolutely. And so again, we, we talk about Jesus being able to identify with rejection. In the very verse we just read in First Peter chapter 2, it said, Jesus, he, he was rejected by people and I just kind of thought through the different groups of people and we can talk about that right now uh you know I think the first group of people to reject Jesus was his own people 
You know, yeah. the Bible says that he came to his own and his own received him not. And I think for, you know, for centuries and centuries, uh, you know, these prophets were prophesying and foretelling about this, this Messiah, this Savior that was going to come and uh, save the, the people of Israel. And finally he shows up on the scenes and they're like, oh, this isn't Jesus, this isn't the guy that, that we're looking for. And, you know, we're going to reject, you know, we're rejecting him. I know when we were in Israel at the Western Wall and I was so, it was amazing to see the, there was some young girls, they looked like they were about 14. And I know there was, you know, many different people there, but for whatever reason, these this group of girls, and they were just wailing, yeah. I guess, you know, I couldn't understand everything they were saying, but they're praying for the Messiah to come. And I'm yeah. like, that's so sad. He's already came, yeah. like, you know. So I can only imagine how that makes God feel, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. I mean, the very people he came to give his life for rejected him. So I know that he, he identified with rejection on a deep level as it came to his own people. And then also thought about his friends, you know, people that he did life deeply with. And he did have a group of 12 that he, for a number of years that he, you know, did life with, that he traveled with, that he preached with, that you know, he ate with and slept with and whatnot. And I think about, you know, the the most vulnerable time in his life and, and the time if, if he ever needed friends, it would be at that moment. Uh, you know, it's, the Bible says that all his disciples deserted him and fled. And I think I, that stinks. I think that one stinks for me. Like, that, not just that he, that they, that he, they fled and they, you know, sold him out, but that he knew that. Yeah. Like, he knew that they were going to do that and he still was able to to love them that that always gets me because yeah. it stings and it hurts and it and it causes us to have excuses of why we don't have to love like this or why we don't have to love like that and yet he God, he, he dealt with it in the best way yeah obviously. absolutely so his own people his his friends but then i think about uh, something that would sting as well as his own family and there was a, an instance in the gospels where he was teaching in a house and the house was so packed uh, because people had gathered to hear him and uh, when his family heard about it, it says that, that they tried to take him away because they thought he was mad. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a deep, you know, it's a deep pain of projection for your family to think that you're you're mad and crazy. crazy. You know, it's one thing for society to think that or the world to think that, but your own flesh and blood to not even believe in you and think you've absolutely lost your mind is is probably such a deep pain of rejection that Jesus felt that. Uh, you know, I can't hardly even fathom. Mm, yeah. And uh, what about the religious of the day? I mean, some of them said that he was possessed by Satan. That's pretty insulting oh. and rejecting, you know. The religious people. What? What? what What's up oh, with religious my people? Goodness, it's been since the beginning of time. <laughs> people, people. But. So, yeah, he was rejected by his own people, his own family, his own friends, and the religious of the day. And I, you know, thinking about trying to identify with Jesus and Jesus identifying with us. You know, I can't help but ask the same question: Who are who are we rejected yeah. by? I was about to say, as soon as I say people, people, I'm talking to myself. If I'm, I say I'm religious, but I am, I'm a spiritual person. But in some sense, I've been in the spirit, obviously in religious, but God, like I need to open my eyes. Am I that person? Am I rejecting somebody? Yeah. Who am I rejecting? Exactly. So, you know, we talk a lot about um, adopting, a lot about um, fostering. And we, we know a lot of people, uh, you know, back even in, in West Monroe that have fostered children that have adopted children and such a, a noble thing I think it's pleasing to God but can you imagine the pain of, of so many kids and even now grown adults that have been rejected by uh, you know their parents mm. or rejected by their family member maybe you're listening and your mom or dad has rejected you maybe you don't feel accepted by them because you're not like you know one of your siblings or maybe you don't have certain gifts or talents or abilities somebody else has and you feel that that pain of rejection or maybe you know you have a father that works too much or he you know is too caught up with his friends and his hobby that he doesn't have time for you and, and you know you feel that sense of rejection or maybe you're even abused physically emotionally 
um, sexually even, and there's this deep pain and sting of rejection. And I, I think about so many instances in the Bible, obviously Jesus, but you know, one of my favorite men in all the Bible is, is Joseph. And I think about the pain he must felt when, when his half brothers, you know, rejected him. I mean, they, they sold him out. They sold him into slavery. They, um, you know, did some pretty horrible things to him. And again, he was, these, these aren't just made up characters. I think a lot of times we read the Bible, we forget these are real people and this mm -hmm. really did happen. And I can't imagine for all those many years, you know, as he's sold as a slave, he's in Potiphar's house. He's, you know, he's falsely accused. He's in prison. I can't, you know, he was a human being. I can't, you know, fathom the, the pain he must've felt looking about thinking, man, if it wasn't for my brothers, it wasn't for my family, I wouldn't find myself in this, you know, in this situation. Yeah. And um, so rejection certainly painful when it comes from your family member or friends. Or what about peers? Yeah. Absolutely. People, you know, growing up, there's, uh, you know, maybe you don't feel accepted by your peers. You're not athletic enough, not uh, pretty enough, not cool enough. Because, of course, I never had any problems with that because mm, I was sure <laughs> the coolest, best dressed guy out there, right? But, <laughs> but there's certainly, you have a good story, don't you, about being rejected by your uh, peers? Yeah. When you were young? Yeah. And I was going into the eighth grade. I had come from a private school, um, private Pentecostal school, yeah. and come left there to come into a, my. What is uh, a private Pentecostal school? I just mean it was a private school, but it was Pentecostal. With like, a Pentecostal twist on top. Yeah, of Yeah, so okay. I mean, we'll just mean like our like our rules and stuff, like having to wear skirts below the knee and no. So I'm Pentecostal. Know, Does that mean that? I, well, I don't. I'm trying I'm to messing say, with but you. Anyway, I'm I just got saying what it was saying. major extremes from yeah. that to a public school and. Um, you know, just I remember that it was a drastic change and uh, coming in and being scared to death. You know, I don't know these people and trying to, you know, I don't, anyway, yeah, I was rejected. I was not welcomed. I was the new girl in school and and they didn't like me and just right off the bat did not like me at all. And it was it went on for uh, close to a year, probably, before I had my snapping point. And, and, <laughs> and what was your was snapping suspended. point? <laughs> uh, I just remember, uh, yeah, what, what anyway, uh, just was suspended for a little aggression in the hall. Yeah, uh, so you took it out on them, you'd had enough yeah, or what? Yeah, and yeah. I do, but I remember inside going, this is not what I wanted, you know? I remember, um, honestly, I remember being in the principal's office, and the principal was like, I'm, I'm really disappointed in you girls, and um, I have to call your parents, what do you think they're going to say? And... I remember looking at him going, my mom's going to say it's about time. And, <laughs> and, they, and I laughed. like some parenting advice to all the parents out there? <laughs> you know, but I think because we had been to the teachers, yeah. we had been to the school. I mean, like I, we were truly trying to figure out a solution because I didn't want to go to school. I mean, yeah. it was it was miserable. It was a small school to start with. So you're going to see these people all the time and trying to find a solution outside of having to take it in your own hands and but you know after that I didn't have any problems after that but <laughs> um, but it's still I remember thinking it hurts inside if yeah. you only know I don't, I'm not I don't want to do this like can you just even if you don't want to be my friend just leave me alone like yeah. you don't have to sit there and just pick at somebody yeah. or you know golly yeah and this it may seem like a little bit extreme but I don't think it is you know when you read about all these you know horrific stories on television about these you know, guys going in and shooting up schools and, and different things like that. I mean, if you dig into their story, most all of them have some 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 sort of uh, connection with rejection. You know, maybe they were rejected by fan. And of course, it obviously doesn't give them the excuse to do what they've done, but it just shows that they're you know the pain that people carry from uh, yeah. you know from rejection. So, how do you think uh, people deal with rejection? What are some different ways? You know, people well, deal with rejection. I think it's, you know, there's the obvious, um, you know, over abusing um, alcohol or abusing food or 
um, drugs He's or trying to porn numb the pain. Or, yeah. But, I mean, I think some even, like, for me, I know that, for me, I can tend to just withdraw. Like, yep. it's like I'm tired of trying to just find my little fit in the world or find my little place in the world. So, you know what? I'm just going to be by myself because yep. I don't reject myself. You know, like, you just... It's just, it's easier. It doesn't take as much time. It doesn't take as much energy. And so, you know what? I'm just going to let the world keep going, and I'm just going to do my own little thing. But obviously, that's not how God intended life to be. But, I mean, I think there's so many different ways. There's the obvious, but then I think there's some that, like, I wonder why that person stays to themselves all the time. Yeah. Maybe they've tried and tried, and they're just, they're tired, you know? Yeah, so people do all they can to numb their pain, and then also they, I think the opposite is they try to do all they can to be accepted. You know, yeah. they'll do things maybe that they never thought they would do before. And of course, we know growing up, you know, whenever, and even dealing with ministry with, with young people and teenagers, not just teenagers, adults do this too, but, you know, they have a, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever, and, um, you know, they, they sleep with them. They do whatever they have to do in order to be, you know, accepted by them. They act certain ways that maybe they normally wouldn't act, dress certain ways they normally wouldn't dress, but they're doing everything and anything they can do just to, to be accepted. like that. Weren't you one of those kiss and tell boys in the locker? Weren't kiss you trying and tell. Like, were you trying to be cool in the locker room, like talking to the boys about your girlfriends? I don't recall that. I would see you be like that. <laughs> A kiss and tell? What is that? You don't know what that is? Like you kiss somebody and you go and tell Well, I mean, that's it. locker room talk. I mean, I, exactly, but why are you doing that? Because you're trying to be somebody. I guess you try to be cool and try yes, to be accepted. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Know? So let's not put this all on the girlfriend. I'm not putting it all on the girlfriend. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. What do we what do we do when we find ourselves rejected? We talk about different ways we're rejected. We talk about different ways we handle rejection. But I think it boils down to this: this we find our acceptance in Christ because we're going to be rejected by some group of people, by you know, by maybe close people, maybe by people that we love. We have to be in order to deal with that. We in order to navigate through rejection. I think we have to find our acceptance in Jesus Christ. There's a verse, a couple of verses in Ephesians chapter one. Uh, verses four through five it says even before he talking about christ again the one that was rejected even before he made the world god loved us and he chose us in christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes so i think that's neat you know all the the different people uh that that have rejected us you know through the years to know the one the one person that has not rejected us is christ i mean he, he chose us before uh the foundation of the world he loved us before we even created and uh, you know, if anyone has the right to reject us, it would be Christ. Yet he was the very one that accepted us. And then it says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. And the very thought that, you know, God loved us and he chose us, that he would adopt us, mm-hmm. that we were spiritual orphans, that none of us, you know, deserved him. But yet he, he loved us, he chose us, and he adopted us into our own family and it wasn't something that he had to do it wasn't something that god begged him to do it's something that god wanted to do and it gave him you know great pleasure mm-hmm. and that's i think that's where we find our identity knowing one that uh you know knowing who we are and who we're not uh secondly i think it's about uh who we are and who we're not it's a result of whose we are i mean mm-hmm. knowing whose we belong to gives us so much validation and assurance that uh, we are of great worth and we are of great value and I think who we are now is a reminder of who we no longer are you know mm-hmm. that I'm not identified with my mistakes of the past my sins of the past I'm not that person any you know anymore who I am now it's a reminder of uh, who I no longer who I no longer you know was I guess yeah and so uh, find our identity in Christ is I think the key with dealing with any any form of, of rejection. 
So I think it's a it's a great topic. I know it's something that you don't grow out of. I mean, we're no. you know you're in your late thirties. I'm just turned forty in January, and it's some you know rejection is something that we still face, and it's still painful, and it's still something that we have to deal with as as adults, as humans, and as Christians. And I just you know thank goodness that you know Christ is our foundation. Christ is our solid rock, and and we find our identity in Him and Him alone. Because if everybody chooses to reject us, you know, today, knowing that we're accepted by Christ makes all the, the difference in the Absolutely. world. So it's a great topic. I, we hope and pray that this ministered to you today. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to the House of Pain podcast. Again, my name is Beck. And I'm Jody. And we appreciate you so much for listening. Have a great day.